I hope you like that opening music. I know, it's not like spiritual or anything. It's, um, Stranger Things ask. My girlfriend just turned it on recently and she's seen it before and kind of got me into it. I got two seasons down. I enjoyed it and then the story just started going places. But I like the opening and I couldn't find any timer with like a Hindu feeling. If you should know anything or spiritual or whatever, let me know. Today, I want to talk about yoga. And I uh, never do, because I don't practice yoga. I don't like American yoga. I think it has n hardly anything to do with its spiritual roots, in name only, kind of like New Age stuff. It's just spiritual. It's whatever. It's actually kind of like the opening song. Uh, Stranger Things has nothing to do with Hinduism. I just like it, so I use it. And that's what a lot of American yoga teachers are. They like this, they do it, they whatever. But I, oh, I saw something the other day, and today's going to be a rant. <laughs> You've been warned. I, uh, yeah, I saw something yesterday, and it just, it just, ah, oh, I had to rant about it. Before I do, I just want to say, if you like what I do here, thank you. Please come back, watch more videos. I'm just talking about stuff I'm interested in. Also pushing you to develop your spirituality and being a cheerleader for you. And in one of those things I cheerleader is asking questions. Don't ever stop asking questions. Do not accept anything on face value. Uh, and that's kind of what today's episode is. Me asking questions about something and then uh, I'm frustrated. Also pushing you to get to a true spirituality. That's what I'm doing here, and if you like it, thank you. Like, subscribe, um, you know, all that good stuff. Comment, and also check out my website. I have lots of books I've written. I don't make a lot of money from these, but every little bit really does help, and it does matter. And so please check out my website, check out some of my books, and if there's something you like, pick it up. They are available pretty much worldwide, uh, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, with that, I want to talk about, uh, I don't even know where to start. So I was on this website that I found myself referred to some ad or something. I thought, oh, I'll look, I'll look at this, whatever. And it's offering all these yoga classes. I won't tell who, because I think there's a lot of problems. Or then let me say, I think a lot of yoga websites have this problem. And I'm looking at this website that's offering these pretty cheap yoga classes. I'm not interested, but I'm, you know, just poking around out of curiosity. And I found one that teaches the scripture of yoga. Well, that caught my interest. Oh, okay. Well, it's not that expensive. Maybe, uh, what, what, what is in the class? So I'm looking at the chapters. And I'm just looking at this going... feels off. Uh, and I, then I start thinking about it and I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. And then I start poking around and I saw another class and I went, are you, are you with me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, I'm not going to take this. I, I don't want to take it from this class. I don't want to take it, this class from this school. I was like, oh, hell with it. And I kept thinking about this throughout the day and I'm like, you know what? It's time to revolutionize yoga. We need to put it back to what it should be. 
because what is being taught under this American thing is disgraceful. Now, I know I don't always speak scripture perfectly on this channel, but I read scripture and the proof is in the videos of me reading. And I encourage you to read scripture and I encourage you to learn and ask questions and to study even if the questions come up with answers you don't like. That's what I encourage. But I'm looking at this yoga website going, these people haven't studied. They took one book and meh, pulled stuff from it and call themselves experts. I don't call myself an expert. I don't know if anyone does who doesn't have a, well, unless they have a big ego. And uh, they're teaching others, giving them credentials as experts. And I'm like, oh my God, you've read less than I have and yet you're an expert? Oh, and this is what we teach people to not ask questions, to not dive in, to not learn. Oh, anyways, what I saw on this website was a series of lectures, online lectures, and you just listen to them and, you know, take as long time as you want and whatever, and maybe there's some little things to do. And one of the lectures was on, it wasn't that long, it looked like, on the holy scriptures of Sanatana Dharma. Okay, didn't say Sanatana Dharma, that's just me. I'm assuming that's what they are, is holy scriptures. Maybe they talk about the Bible for all I know. But it just says holy scriptures, you hear a little 12 minute lecture. Okay. Bhagavad Gita, little 12 minute lecture. I don't know if you read the Bhagavad Gita, but you hear someone summarize it. Little lecture on the Yoga Sutras, of course. And then it goes into details on the Yoga Sutras, Nityas, Yamas, whatever, all that stuff. That's it. That's all the scripture you get. Probably won't even read the scripture. You'll get 30 minutes of lectures, or 45 minutes, we'll say, of lectures on the Holy Scriptures, the Word of God, 45 minutes, that's all you'll get. These people are experts on this, and all, they are, all they've got is the Bhagavad Gita and the Yoga Sutra. That's all they've done? That's their study? I was looking for a talk on the Upanishads. The Upanishads talk about yoga. I've read half of them. I, I think it's like 50, 60 Upanishads. I've read out of the 108, they're on this channel, or they will be in the future. And I know many of them talk about yoga. That's a well-known fact. So why was there no lecture about them? They get like a two-minute bit in this video? I've read the Yoga Sutras. It's not a book that I connect with because I don't do yoga. It's on this channel. And one of the things I said in those videos was you cannot read the Yoga Sutras in a vacuum. To truly understand this scripture, you need to read Srimad Bhagavatam, the Upanishads, Puranas perhaps, I haven't read those, I don't know, maybe Agamas, but you have to read more. I remember commenting on things I was seeing in the Yoga Sutras, which made sense because I'd read the Srimad Bhagavatam. I was like, oh, I, I understand this. Oh, okay. And I don't consider myself an expert on these things, but I would like to say I have some insight after reading them. But if you take this course, you can become an expert, certified with a little piece of paper. 
having never read any of the Upanishads, maybe never read the Bhagavad Gita, just the Yoga Sutras, and you got a little 45-minute lecture about it. You kidding me? So that now, a 45-minute lecture makes you an expert on a book which really needs other books. And the Bhagavad Gita, because it's short. It's funny. Everyone, everyone goes to the Bhagavad Gita. And yes, I understand the book is this great book. But honestly, if I was recommending a book for someone to read, it'd be the Srimad Bhagavatam. I know it's 12 volumes. It's worth it. But no, it's too long. You just do this little, little, little thing. Everyone goes to that. And I often think, yes, we promote the Bhagavad Gita as the essence of... But also, I wonder if people go to it because it's short, and it's easy, and you can read it in a weekend. But if in 45 minutes, maybe a little longer, maybe a little less, you're now an expert on all scripture because you hear a lesson being taught by someone who hasn't read any scripture, who has read the Yoga Sutras but not bothered to read the Upanishads, because if they had, they probably would be doing a lecture on them, but has probably read lots of books on their shelf talking about the Yoga Sutras. If that's all it takes to be an expert, what the hell? American Yoga is a joke absolute joke. It's people who are relaying information, relaying information that they probably read in a book that comes from another book, but they're not asking questions and wanting to know. Yeah, this course will teach you all the stuff about the Yoga Sutras. But why don't you just read them and then read the other books about them? I mean, if you really want to be an expert, I think the least you need to do is read the Srimad Bhagavatam, or at least some of the Yoga Sutras, uh, sorry, the, the Yoga Upanishads, right? Now, welcome to America, folks. Listen to a lecture by someone who hasn't done their work, and you will be an expert because they consider themselves to be, and they haven't even done what in, well, I did more in one college class on any subject, except for math, because I sucked on that. <laughs> but most of my classes, I did more in one course than that class is offering. And I never walked out of a college course with a professor saying, you are now an expert. Hmm. I took a course on uh, Jewish history. My teacher had been a archaeologist in Israel in the 60s or 70s and we had so much reading and so much reading and lots of reading the entire history of the, the Jewish people more reading than what that yoga course is offering but I wouldn't call myself an expert on Jewish history I took a course on the Bible we actually had to read the Bible front to back Old and New Testament and the Apocrypha. And I think we read some other stuff too. Um, other historical documents, you know, shining light on stuff. More than what this class would do. But yet, I didn't walk out of that college class being told, you're now an 
expert. You've listened to 50-minute lectures twice a week for X amount of weeks, and you read this Bible, but, well, it doesn't make you an expert, but 45 minutes, and you don't have to read the Yoga Sutras, and you don't have to read the Bhagavad Gita, and you don't have to read anything else, but you're an expert, and you have a certificate to prove it. What a, what a disgrace. That's sad. That's the state of the uh, teaching now. It gets worse. So I'm looking at this list, and I'm already going, where's the Upanishads? And I'm going down. And then they talk about other um, theological ideas. Buddhism. That's right. In a class on yoga, whatever, they're discussing Buddhism. Okay, you know, you want to talk about other religions, and Buddhism comes out of Sanatana Dharma. Got it. That's fine. But yoga was created under Sanatana Dharma. It is a Sanatana Dharma scripture. Okay, so you should probably be exhaustive in discussing Sanatana Dharma, right? Before you go into another religion, which often has contradictory ideas. Nope, they go into Buddhism, because everyone loves Buddhism, and it's so trendy and cool. And I was like, oh my god, so you're going to be an expert on this Hindu religion, but you don't know anything about it, and you've actually studied another religion in the process, which you've probably in this class been taught it's all the same in this modern universalist view of, hey, they believe, they believe, oh, must be the same thing. Oh, it so frustrated me. I just was like, oh my god, why would you spend money for this? Why would you spend money for this? If you have any inkling of knowing real yoga... But I think a lot of, I think a lot of yoga teachers are like this. I think this is what most classes teach. I think it's very surface. Read the Bhagavad Gita, read the Yoga Shastras. You're good to go. And we're not really ever going to teach the depth of yoga, because we don't read all the other books and stuff about it. Yeah, it just was like, oh, we need to revolutionize yoga. I use the word decolonize, and I've gotten in trouble with that, but I'm still going to use it. It has nothing to do with race or black or white or BLM or whatever. I use the word, we need to decolonize Hinduism to remove the Western influence. Take it back. Now, the problem with this is we take it back to, like, Neo-Hinduism, and that's actually a corruption of Vedic stuff, but sometimes I don't know if Vedic stuff is really it. I saw an essay the other day that says what we really need is a new Hinduism. We need to get the best of the old and best of the new, and the Neo-Hinduism and the Sanatanarma in light of a society where, you know, people who've turned 65 aren't going off into the wilderness, or we're not having large families, or we need a Sanatana Dharma that works if you're not living near the Ganges. But what we don't need is a Sanatana Dharma with this American no intellectual depth, no scriptural authority, universalist mindset. I'm sorry, that's, that's not what we need and to teach another generation that. And yes, I understand it may make you feel good and you feel all spiritual, but what you're getting is not the authentic tradition and you're not being pushed to an 
discover that. Or maybe you are. Maybe you are. There are a few yoga teachers out there. I've seen them online who actually are very authentic. They have you read the scriptures. They actually are really digging into very few, though. Very few. Most folks I run into who do yoga, it's just so lightweight. Now, there was one more thing with this website that really pissed me off, and that's kind of what I want to... Uh, after that, I was like, I gotta do a show about this. I gotta... Uh, I'm so frustrated. So there was another chorus um, that you could take teaching you in meditation or something, and it used the uh, uh, the words that you would get to help you meditate and focus were the Hindu mythology, the nice little stories of the past, like those little nice stories of, you know, the myth of Rama and the myth of Krishna. And I'm like... I can't say those words. YouTube will cut the video. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. So you follow these yoga sutras, and you follow the uh, Bhagavad Gita, but then you have something else that calls it all a myth. The whole religion's a myth. Krishna's a myth. It's like Paul Bunyan. It's like George Washington's wooden teeth. It's not real. So what the hell are you teaching? What do you believe in? It's not this. Maybe it's Buddhism, because you've incorporated that in. But if it's um, if Hinduism is a myth, then Buddhism must be a myth, because they come out and one comes from the other, and they have the same gods. So therefore, Buddhism is a myth, too. It's all a myth. It's just lies. So literally, what they're teaching is a myth. It's just a myth. You don't have to believe in Krishna, but... But, here's the catch-22, you should believe in the authenticity of Ayurveda and the Yoga Sutras and this whole yoga thing. But all the gods intertwined in the Yoga Sutras, it's all a myth. The whole religion that spawned the Yoga Sutra, it's all a myth. So what makes the Yoga Sutras authentic? If the god that divinely spoke to the teacher who wrote the sutras doesn't exist, then it's not divinely inspired. If the gods it's focused on are a myth, then it's just spouting lies. If the goal of yoga is to commune with the Lord, who's a myth and doesn't exist, then the goal of yoga is nothing. So... How can you say the Yoga Sutras are great, authentic scripture if everything behind them is just a lie? <laughs> Answer that. How can, how can you authenticate something if everything that makes it up doesn't exist? If I uh, want to make cookies and I don't buy any ingredients except for food coloring. That's all I buy. I don't buy anything else. Get my pot out, okay? Get, get my pot over the stove, and I pour in the food coloring, and I pretend to pour in some sugar and water and 
milk and I don't know whatever I don't make cookies <laughs> I have no idea but whatever else is needed I pour it in and I just stir but there's really only food covering in there and then I pour it into something and I stick them in the oven and they bake for 30 minutes and I bring them out and there's this tray full of baked food coloring if I said to you well these are cookies I made them with all the ingredients of cookies except some of the ingredients don't exist you would look at me and think I was either playing a joke or I'd gone crazy or had a bad day at work or something because red food coloring baked is not a cookie there's no one in the world who would say it's a cookie and if I said to you I cooked these cookies with non-existent ingredients you would be like you need help my friend <laughs> My girlfriend would go crazy, particularly since she loves cookies. But that's what we're doing. We're literally saying, well, all the ingredients are a myth and they don't exist, but here are cookies. They're legit cookies. Well, how do you get cookies without having real ingredients? You have no cookies. There's no cookies here. It's just red food coloring. But, but, welcome to America. Red food coloring it's a certificate at the end and it says that you're an authentic teacher of an authentic tradition wow so I, I'm doing this channel reading the scriptures for people who have food coloring baked and call it a cookie that's just sad that's the state of yoga today that is so sad so, the solution is, if you are a yoga teacher, if you are a yoga student, that's fine. It's not my thing, but that's fine if you are. Are you teaching the authentic tradition or not? Have you read the Yoga Sutras and the Upanishads and the Srimad Bhagavatam? Or have you just read the Wikipedia version? Or have you read a book and the book, um, let's see, going along, going along, had a little paragraph that told you about the, the Upanishad. So that's all you've got. It's a 12-page Upanishad, but you got a little bit here. Have you done that? Because if you have, you are not teaching an authentic tradition. What is the difference between you and a fake guru that I rant about on this channel all the time who's giving bad advice or a new age guru who has made up their religion not much because you've basically made up yoga and you're teaching something that's not authentic and whatever you're not teaching the true religion and if you wonder why maybe yoga isn't you know always working for you you don't always feel this enlightenment you're supposed to how can you? You're using fake ingredients. If that's you, I would suggest to reevaluate. Because what are you really giving people? A feel-good experience. That's it. A feel-good experience. And you know what? For 20 bucks, I can order a pizza, have it delivered. We can sit here and watch. Let's see. I watched Mad Max Fury Road last week. Oh, that was so good. Eating our pizza, watching that, we can have a feel-good experience. 20 bucks. That's that's what you're doing if you're giving this fake American yoga. I, it's just, oh, just very frustrating. 
to see that this is the state of religion in the West. Made up. We love, I guess, our new age thing where we twist and turn our universal thing. And, and yeah, it's just like, oh. So, obviously, I didn't spend money to get a certificate to be an expert in yoga, having read more scriptures than this class would have, you know, be read. Yeah. Oh, oh, welcome to America. Welcome to the modern world. And we ask sometimes the question, this is for another episode, will Hinduism survive in the future? Yeah, but it won't look anything like we want it to look like. And the future will be wishing to just get it back to where it is today. And today it's kind of muddy, but we're going to want it to be muddy. And the other thing is, if we're teaching people, this will be my last thought, if we're teaching people that it's all a myth, we're not giving them the most important lesson of the yoga scriptures and the whole point of yoga. And that is to know God. But God's a myth, so there's nothing to know. So literally, modern yoga is teaching atheism. It's teaching people to be atheists. Just, there you go. It's all you need. Just some stretching exercises. There's no God, it's just a myth. Some nice lessons in a book. Honestly, any book will give you nice lessons. I have right here um, the Anti-Federalist Papers. I can get some nice lessons out of this 400 pages. So, you know, that's all this is. This is if that's how you treat the Bhagavad Gita is just nice lessons and God is a myth, well, actually, the Anti-Federalist Papers were written by Patrick Henry, a real living being, not a myth, and others who are real living founding fathers. I should actually read this instead, because this is real with real people. But no, we're teaching atheism. So, will Hinduism survive? Yes, but it will be an atheistic religion at the rate it's going. That's the future of Hinduism teaching atheism under the guise of whatever. That's my rant for today. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't agree. The rant's already been done. <laughs> it's just, sometimes I see these things and it's depressing and frustrating and I'm just like, oh, you can do better. You can do better in the world. So I'm going to call it an end there. I'm going to thank you. I actually wasn't going to do a show today. I have stuff I'm recording for my daily videos, but I just oh, had to get this out of my system. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, yeah, with that, I will say thank you for watching. Thank you for joining me. You know how to respawn. Feel free to, you know, um, feel free to respawn. Whatever your thoughts, good, better, and different, check out my website. And until the next time, follow the light. The, not the darkness and ask questions. Absolutely. Jai Shri Krishna. Om